It's Sam Maggie Hakely. You know us. Yes. You love us. We hate Glee. You probably hate it too because you're listening to this podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, tonight's episode, we just, you know, we got to get into this because... We, there's some real highs and some real lows. It's yeah. true. Yeah. So tonight's episode, we're talking about season three, episode six, Mash Off, um, which... Mash Off. It might sound familiar. That's because this show has... The most annoying tendency to keep pulling everything back that it did the first season, even though we never wanted it or asked for it, but Ryan Murphy as thinks he's clever. At the top, as it says at the top of the Wikipedia page, not to be confused with season one episode, Mashup. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is the the third annual Mashup episode. episode. Yes. Uh, they do it around the same time every year. Yes. Well, this well, at it, least it sort of seems that way. Uh, yeah. Do they do it before sectionals usually or after? Before, I think. I think it's usually it's hard to recall. a week or two before sectionals in order to like pump everyone up or something. Will talks about this later in this episode and about how he's like, oh, I miss that we do like this is usually when we do mashups and I love it. And I'm like, mashups have literally been a nightmare every time. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? They've been fine. So there was vitamin D. Yeah, where they all—that was the first one. Where they all where, took drugs. Uh, Terry drug. Yeah. Them. Where they basically were all on meth. Um, yeah, exactly. I thought the mashup for that one was pretty good, though. You remember they wore those very bright yellow dresses. Well, yes, but at the same time, what did the boys do? The the boys did the Bon Jovi thing, Usher mashup. Do you remember that? Oh, yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, but. They were on drugs, Maggie. Like, that was a nightmare <laughs> for for everyone involved. Well, I'm not sure Will ever realized they were on drugs. I don't know how he wouldn't have, but Barry is pretty oblivious. I mean... Because I remember him being like, wow, that was very energetic, ladies. Well done. Yeah. So... I guess that's true. Last season... <laughs> where... Hmm. Oh, last season was during the Never Been Kissed episode. Yeah, which, and they were yeah. supposed to do songs that were of the opposite gender right which was stupid yes uh, it's also even just on its premise and in its execution honestly well and also this is the one where kurt gets the death threat so it's also the one where they use shannon beast as a sex sex symbol well anti-sex well, symbol opposite yeah. of one which yeah. is pretty bad yeah um so there you go yeah. <laughs> this this is not a good trope for them to keep going back to never leaves n- never ends up with good situations honestly at least, at least they're always compelling you know yeah. i don't care if like good things are always happening to these characters i don't really give a shit about <laughs> sure most of them that. yeah, yeah. Uh, but i find you know those two episodes to be interesting at the very least and this one as well uh, let's get into it, I think. This originally aired on November 15th, 2011, with 7.8 or 7.08 million viewers, which is up from last week, which only had 6.91 million. Well, last week was the lowest of the entire season so far. Yeah, so it can only go up from here, really. So, this episode was written by Michael Hitchcock. Who? Don't know who that is at all. Okay. Great. And Eric Stoltz directed it. He's directed other episodes. Yeah. 
Oh my god, Michael Hitchcock. So I looked at his Wikipedia page. He is like definitely I recognize him for sure. He's the Scarlet Fever guy. Oh, from first season. He played he played That's the guy right. in the first season. Okay, cool. Well, I guess that explains that some of this is at least funny. Um Yeah, this this ep- episode isn't completely unfunny. No. Well, yeah, so I guess we we should probably get into the meat of it, um, and and we'll we'll come back to the the overalls at the end like we normally do. Um, so let's start this episode with a recap as we normally do. We get some information about Puck, Quinn, and Shelby because as we'll remember, there's some weird drama there. Shelby is the mother of Beth, and Puck and Quinn have decided they're going to somehow steal the baby from her because they're stupid children. Well, that's Quinn's idea. Puck's idea is to uh, stalk and harass Shelby. Oh, right. Yeah. He, he, well, he still wants to become best father, just in a different way. Wink. Um, and then uh, we get a recap of the Trouble Tones, which is Shelby's singing group that now has three of the divas from the New Directions have defected to, to this group. Um, we get some information about the Congress run where Sue and Bert Hummel are battling it out in the public arena. And then we get some information about the class president run where Kurt is angry at Rachel because she's a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. So if you recall, Rachel said she wasn't going to run for president if she got the Maria role, but she got Maria and is running for president anyway. So woohoo! we start out the show with a puck monologue. Yep. He is... Talking about how he's obsessed with Shelby, yes. basically, about how hot she is, all this garbage. We see, uh, we see him in the hallway, uh, like basically plant- planting himself in a specific spot because he knows she's going to walk by, and then moving again, uh, like running so that she pa- has to pass by him again. Yes, uh, on wherever she's going. Uh, yeah. I'm really not about this plotline, well, I gotta say. Maggie, you forgot the most important part. Puck is 18, so it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, so he, um, this ends up running into a classroom scene. Apparently, Shelby has been subbing for one of the geometry teachers who's sick or yes. something. Um, and so then it turns into a musical number, Van Halen's Hot for Teacher. Yes, uh, very, I guess, on the nose. Yeah, but it's... Puck, Puck yeah. sings lead while playing guitar. Overall, it is pretty good. I I think it's a good cover. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's really fun, yeah. is the thing I'd say about it. It's like, it pulls in some of the other people we see, especially Blaine and Mike are backup singing, yeah. doing some dancing. Blaine, Blaine and Mike yeah. are great. Uh, Finn is also backup singing. God damn it. He is wearing two polo shirts at once. I fucking hate Finn. And is playing on the he plays the drums. Yeah, well, God, I just okay. I, spoiler alert for almost every song this episode, except for one song this episode. My note, my main note for it was too much Finn, mm-hmm. because in this song, too much Finn. For some reason, yeah. he's co lead, and I'm like, Finn has nothing Why? to do with this. Like exactly. Yeah, I guess he's Puck Puck's best friend. That mm. I just I fucking hate Finn. This episode has way too much Finn in it, and I'm over it already. Um, I know that you hate Finn, but let's, you know, try to... I'm not saying to quell your hate, 
just save it for the parts where he does really gnarly stuff <laughs> instead of just singing sure fine well yeah so this actually ends up being a performance it starts in the classroom with like kind of like yeah, a more it's like grandiose a, yeah yeah like a non-diegetic dream sequence where they're all dressed in like 80s sort of like a garb. fake 80s yeah. vibe it's uh, which is very good um yeah i thought the costuming in this episode overall is pretty great uh, oh yeah blaine definitely. wears uh like that pink uh tiger tie oh yeah for this yeah for this scene yeah uh, and everyone's hair is teased oh it like, looks great fucking crazy it's huge yep uh anyway so the the dream sequence happens in the classroom puck is like he gets up and he has a guitar out of nowhere and there's like a fan on Shelby. Yes. Well, she's, yeah, she's also <laughs> dressed in a completely different outfit with like a shirt that has like four buttons undone. Like, yeah, very, it is pretty hot. overtly sexual. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but so then it cuts to the Glee room where they are actually doing this performance for the Glee club. Yeah. Um, and Will is, of course, very into it because Will loves anything that Finn touches. Everyone else seems pretty into it, too. Like we said, it's not a bad performance. It's very entertaining. What was your favorite backup dancer move? Because I'm torn between Fast Feet and uh, the bit where they put the microphone stands in between their legs <laughs> See, and sort of waddled around. I was going to say the part where they grabbed their crotches or the part where they ah. sword, fake sword fight with the mic stands. So Yeah, this Mike and Blaine are the best part of this song. For sure. Um, but so at the end of the song, Rachel, who is a huge hypocrite, yeah. condemns the like fact that they're doing this very inappropriate number. Yeah, she's like, isn't this a tad inappropriate, Mr. Schuster? And... <laughs> Uh, Will turns it around and it's like, oh, well, that depends on Puck's intention, Rachel. Which, okay. Uh, No, (laughs) no, no, no. That's not how this works. You can't be like, well, did you mean to murder that person? No, no, no. They murdered. He sang the song Hot for Teacher. You don't just be like, you know, what's a great song. Hot for Teacher. (laughs) Exactly. And this is all set up so that Puck can look through like a series of doors and windows to see Shelby doing something else right like, yeah in the hallway so, and he, so he can be like no reason Mr. Shoe I just love uh, Van Halen <laughs> yeah right but it's just funny I, I just thought it was great because they have Rachel bring it up and I'm like Rachel literally was trying to get into Shoe's pants two yeah. seasons ago so don't don't well, even she was, she was a much younger girl then Sam we cannot judge her based on the crimes of her past but only what is happening currently which is also bad <laughs> okay. uh then me so we move into a new scene in the show. It's the baboon heart ad. Yes. Uh, by Sue, if you c- recall, Sue is uh, running for political office against Bert Hummel. Yep. And this is a an attack ad on Bert Hummel. Yes. Saying that uh, he has a baboon heart. Well, and then comparing him to baboons. Yeah, it's great because essentially it's a series of like photoshopped baboon and Bert images. <laughs> like, yeah. Which with Sue superimposed on top of it for about half, yeah. uh, with her just saying, "Can you trust a baboon in Congress?" I didn't think so. Well, um, I, I do. Yeah. I will give. I, I think to be fair, I think that Michael Hitchcock had some influence here because this does seem like a very like comedic thing. Yeah, to do. this is. This is actually funny. Yeah, but I do love the last line where Sue says, I approve this message, and I have a human heart. <laughs> like, yeah. It's silly. And I was watching this with someone who, 
as soon as, uh, like, the, when the ad was coming to a close, they're like, that had to be a dream sequence. It's not a dream sequence. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. See, that's, yeah. So yeah. it's good. The the main, the, like, framing device for this, I guess, is that Will is watching this ad on TV. Will, Will and Emma at yeah. their apartment are watching it, and Will's like, he doesn't even have a baboon heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> no, of course he doesn't. Which Emma is like, hey, um, calm down. Also, we can't take the low road on this one. We have to we have to be noble because that's what we teach the kids. And I'm like, oh yeah, Emma is we're back to like a good Emma. Like <laughs> as opposed to yeah. season two Emma. We're back to like an Emma that actually does things right. So Kurt confronts Sue in the next scene about this ad. Yes. Uh he comes into her office. He is wearing what seems to be like an outfit from the Derelict show. Yeah. From, yeah, I never thought about that. That's a good point. Zoolander? For... From Zoola- from the first Zoolander. I haven't seen the second. So I haven't either. I I've heard it was garbage, so who cares? Um, yeah. Not, not like Derelict, we, though. In the... Should we talk about yeah. like the skull cap that he's wearing? I actually wasn't paying that much attention to his outfit, so you can if you'd like. It's, well, it's like a leather skull cap with a braid, like a rather thick braid around the edge, so it sort of okay. looks like he has a braided, like hair braid crown on. Pretty okay. interesting. I have to look this up. Kurt, what episode is this? This is uh, season six. No, oh, this I, is episode, episode six. Episode six. Yeah. Fuck. God, I wish it was season six. I don't. It'd be garbage. Um, let me just see if I can find an image. It'd be closer to the end. Oh, God. It's all from the fucking musical numbers. <laughs> and it's all Finn. Where's the Kurt? <laughs> nope. I don't see it. Oh, I mean, I trust you. I Honestly, that's the thing is I feel like Kurt wears some of the most ridiculous outfits. And I'm just used yeah. to it by this point. So it like doesn't we've, register we've... anymore. And we've talked about this before. I I get that fashion can be about making bold choices. And I think Kurt does a good job most of the time. Sure. I think. But is it is the show just gaslighting me? Right? Is Are, oh, are people no, just it's... calling Kurt fashionable, implying that Kurt is fashionable, so that when he wears a full-on equestrian outfit, I'm just like, yeah, that's no. fashion? Maggie, you're definitely getting gaslighted. Like, the show lies to us. Literally, it, that's how it does almost every character that isn't, like, a white main lead, is that mm-hmm. it tells us that, oh, this person is X. This is their defining characteristic. And then we're supposed to believe it. Like, yeah, it's like how Mercedes isn't confident, but every time we see it, it's like, but Mercedes just learned how to be confident. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And along those lines, I think they're like, well, Kurt is gay, so he's obviously fashionable and he wear. look at the outfits he wears. Nobody else would wear those. That's what fashion is, is wearing something no one else would wear. And it's like, well, sometimes sure, but not all the time. Not, all the, not time. all the time. I mean, the like he can pull off a bolo tie. I'm not saying he can't. Right. That's, you know that's high praise, but yeah. So <laughs> Sue. Well, he wore one to scandals last week. I right. thought it looked fine. Sue reminds Kurt. For one, she's pretty. I I don't think she explicitly says she's like. Mostly, she doesn't seem that repentant about the fact that she's been lying no. to people. But she does remind him that he's losing the class president race because Brittany lies to people, and people like Brittany's lies. Yeah, because we get a flash to Brittany campaigning where uh, she's just saying. But she's like, I'm no, gonna replace. Nothing. I'm gonna replace the teachers with robots. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's uh, I 
I mean, this little scene, it's a setup for a pretty big moment later in the episode. Right. Well, so yeah, one, that's it. Uh, Kurt Nikki. is upset, rightfully. Sue is making outlandish comments. Yeah, one of the. I just want to hone in on one of the comments she makes because apparently part of Kurt's campaign is that he's campaigning for a salad bar to try to combat the the obesity problem at their school. Um, yeah, and Sue says, "Yeah, you know who obesity is a big problem for? Your Glee Club." And I was like, literally, the only person I can think of that is like not stick thin in the Glee Club is Mercedes and she's not even in the Glee Club? Like, no. what the fuck is Glee trying to say? I don't know. Like, fuck you. Uh, well, fuck you, Glee. And also fuck Sue, because she's really mean. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just in reference to how Sue doesn't let the Cheerios eat, Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah, so Kurt anyway. says he's not going to throw poop during the election, because he's above that or whatever. What? Just say shit. Well, they said okay. poo in the show. Well, it's stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shelby and Will uh, have a chat in the next scene. It's in the teacher's lounge. Will is, uh, like, reminiscing about being happy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Talking about how the Glee Club is uh, losing members to Shelby's choir. Yes. Rightfully so. Yeah. Well, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the thing. Shelby's like, well, I just want to make it clear. I didn't snipe them. They all came to me. Um, and Will's like, yeah, it's because I'm a shitty Glee Club director. And she's like, no, 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 that's not what it is. And I was like, can we just let him be but shitty? That's, like, but that's what it is, though. It is what that's it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but then we find out that they are competing against each other at sectionals. <gasps> yeah. It's it's like that's the whole reason for two Glee Clubs at one school. And that's definitely the inevitable plot line. I don't know why they had to articulate it. Well, yeah. I mean, Maggie, Glee does what Glee does, you know? They decide that they need to do a mashup. Will, this is where Will reminisces about the other mashups that yes. have happened in the past. And how great they uh, how, were. Yeah, how happy they made him feel. <laughs> and yes, uh, yeah, we're going to do mashups this this time. Woohoo! Yeah, def- so we go to the auditorium. Yeah. Yep. Where, where we see everyone, uh, the new directions are there, the trouble tones come in, and it's like, oh, what's what's going on? I heard that we're going up against each other in sectionals. Let's fucking fight. And by the two of them interacting that way, I mean Santana and Finn, who are both standing in as, like, the Yeah, they're, for some reason, they're, like, the leaders. figureheads for this. Also, part of it is that Mercedes, when they get there, Mercedes is like, oh, if if they think that they... if she wants us to combine into a single glee club again for sectionals hell no um which amen yep. but then finn is like hey guys let's not fight like that's beneath us i'm like finn is a fucking asshole and i hate him and then santana mm-hmm. insults him a lot because that's half of what santana does for this episode that is half of what santana does but finn absolutely deserves every oh. single insult he gets yes well okay uh, she does compare him to a beached whale in this scene which yeah i mean but he's a piece of garbage (laughs) and so many people are nice to finn when they shouldn't be nice to finn true so having a character treat him really badly sort of balances out the scale i i think i think it doesn't do enough but sure it makes me feel at least a little better none like these insults are have like an edge of like have a comedic edge to right. every single one of them. Yeah. Like none of them are like, you're fat Finn. Like it's like, no, it's that's Finn, part you're of a it. beached whale who can't dance. Yeah. It's more of a, it's more of a comedy roast insult than yeah. it is a like, 
your mom is fat insult. So, um, yeah. But this gets cut off by Shelby and Will doing a you and I and you and I mashup. By Lady Gaga and who's the other one? Who cares? It's not as good as the Lady Gaga song. It's true. Um, it's honestly fine. I remember that uh, the you and I that I, we don't know the who sang it. It's one of those songs where when it's on the radio, it changes the place. Oh, no, no. That's the that's the Lady Gaga one. Oh, that's the Lady Gaga one. Well, whatever. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That Honestly, I kind of fucking hate that. Um, <laughs> I actually really like that Lady Gaga song, but I understand where you're coming from. No, that was I, kind I, of a... I, it's not that I hate the song itself. I'm good with like the original song. Right. Nebraska is fine. Anywhere else, yeah. no. Um, I, find, I find the state personalization a little stupid hokey yeah (laughs) um in this scene we find out that puck can play the piano i didn't know that uh puck is a real musician wizard because he can play the guitar and i guess the piano now yeah um just got it in him yeah so there's they they do the song it's it's pretty good i mean they're both really good singers um uh will has an acoustic acoustic guitar and like him and Shelby stare at each other a lot. Yes. I guess. And then after they finish singing, Rachel describes it as weirdly amazing. Yeah, well, so the I think part of it is that the You and I Lady Gaga song is supposed to be about like a hookup. Like it's not about like yeah. a long term thing, but the other You and I song is about like a long relationship. So yeah. that's I guess that's where it's supposed to come from, even though no one knows that other you and I song. Apparently, except Rachel, who didn't know that Cat wasn't the longest running musical on Broadway. So like her knowledge <laughs> is weirdly specific to things that don't make sense. Um Whatever. Yeah. Uh this this mashup is fine. It's definitely not the g- best mashup of the episode. No. Uh but and it's good. I yeah. I feel like this really points out how mashup episodes are quintessential glee. Yeah. Like they're so it they're producing something unique. Uh, for once, and <laughs> well, Maggie, don't say that. Last season, they had multiple episodes dedicated to them writing original songs that were all garbage. So, yeah, I suppose, but none of those really felt like uh, original art or like <laughs> right cause... something new because they were so bland. <laughs> exactly. No, and bad. That's true. I feel like nowadays, especially like look like with it in the like cultural zeitgeist. Like, Mm -hmm. one of Glee's lasting contributions is this idea of taking two songs and smushing them together. Um, I mean, Glee definitely didn't invent that technique. But but they did popularize it, really. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. We're we're staying on this song for so long because (laughs) the next one is... The next scene is really bad. But uh, they close out this little thing after they finish singing by being like we're doing mashups all together this week yeah again to foster some healthy competition it's the first quote official mckinley mashoff um because that needed a name and yeah yeah so then well that's a glee thing is to give things names and be like this is the first annual one (laughs) and then never do it again right um so next scene let's just let's just dive right in Puck gives Shelby a pumpkin, like a little cute pumpkin after class instead of an apple. Because he says the cafeteria was out of apples, but apparently not out of little decorative pumpkins. (laughs) Which means he just stole a pumpkin from some display. Yeah. Like, it's just... Okay. Let's boil down the scene. Yeah. Because I don't really want to get into, like, the specifics of what Puck says. Sure. Uh, 
it's an inappropriate like cat and mouse routine that sure. happens here yeah. where Shelby is poised as the mouse, I suppose, but she's very reluctant. Puck uh, confesses that he loves her yes. and that he wants to be with her and he knows that she feels similarly and Shelby's just like, no. Yeah. She, she's like, the kiss was a mistake. Um, Puck is like Mangu's argument or whatever. He does call them the ultimate mashup, which I was like, oh, this is how they think this ties into the plot line. Um, and then uh, Shelby's like, no, this is inappropriate and sends him away. She's like, yeah, get away. Uh, what I really don't like about this scene is even though Shelby turns him down, the show is framing this like interaction between the two of them as like risque and sexy. Right. But right, even the yeah. lighting in the scene, it's like kind of like half lighting and Shelby's still like, uh, yeah, Puck, whatever you say, like a little, like, do you know what I'm saying? No, it's tr- part of, I think part of the problem is they've already given away the like, they've already given up the bait a little bit in that they m- kissed already, you know, like we've already yeah. seen them kiss. So like, unfortunately, what they're trying to do is make this into like, oh, like maybe this is a thing that Puck will end up doing. And it's like, we all know it's not because it's completely inappropriate and it shouldn't be a plot line. But that's what they want to sell is like, ooh, maybe it could happen. And it's like, it already did a little bit and we are on, we're not okay with it. Like, uh. And I mean, consider further, right? Is that Puck has come to Shelby's house multiple times without asking her if it's okay, yeah. without her giving, giving away her address even. Yeah. No, uh, it's, Puck yeah. just found out where she lives and then keeps showing up there. Like, this is harassment. This is not like... Yeah. He's a stalker. Like... Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. Um, and then confessing that you love her? What the fuck are you doing? You're disgusting. I mean, okay. to be fair, that is very typical stalker. So I don't know if Glee was trying to portray that, but that's definitely what's coming off here is that Puck is a very typical stalker, which is not good. It's not something I want to no. see on TV. Um but yeah, so that's the end of the scene. And it's it's not just well, it's not just that Puck's a stalker that the scene is bad. It's that we shouldn't be they shouldn't be framing this like p- bad power dynamic. Yeah. Re- like interaction as sexy and like fun. Right. Well, like that's the thing. When we had the Rachel episode where Rachel loved Shu, we never had it framed as a thing where Shu was like I don't know, maybe. Like maybe this is a little risky. Yeah. But <laughs> like in, never. It, it was always it was always Yeah, it was always inappropriate. Yeah, it was always very clear that like Will was like you're a student, I'm not having a relationship with you. That's not okay. Whereas for some reason with this relationship, they're like, "Oh, yeah, it's okay for Shelby to be like, I don't know." Like I don't know. It's stupid. I, maybe it's because both of those plot lines were taken from the male perspective. Yeah. Like we oh, saw sure. Will's side of it. Uh, and this time we're seeing Puck yeah. being hot for teacher. Right. Right. It, it's, it, we talked about it a little bit the last time we talked about this, but it's definitely the fact that like in general, our society says it's okay if a man does it, which is inappropriate. Like it's not a, like, it's not okay. It's not chill. Yeah. So the next scene is a meeting of the new directions. Yep. This is where Kurt is wearing the full-on equestrian outfit, including the, like, hard hat, the helmet thing. Like, what the fuck? See, I was more concerned about the fact that Finn is shitting on everyone else's ideas. Yeah, he does do that. Like That's sort of Finn's thing. They're, they're brainstorming what they're going to do for their mashup. Yeah. 
uh, people keep throwing out ideas and stuff like that. Someone says the Jonas Brothers. Yes. And then uh, Finn is like, but all those bands broke up. My reaction to that was, well, our... The Jonas Brothers can't really break up. They're still brothers. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, my, my my reaction to it is also like, good luck finding an artist that will let you use their music that didn't break up at some point. Because like, sure. Which, to be fair, they use Hall and Oates music. Like, yes. Finn suggests this because it's like, oh, like they're lovers or whatever. Because Finn apparently knows a lot about Hall and Oates. Um, which well, is that's not, not surprising. Finn is obsessed with dad rock. Oh, I guess so. But yeah, so, and then we get this weird kind of thing where Finn is like, let's give a solo to the new guy. And it kind of like pans to Blaine. And then <laughs> it pans up to Rory when yeah. Finn is like, by which I mean Rory. Um, well, because we know that Finn and Blaine's relationship has been rather rocky yes, up to this point. Right. Uh, so it seems like he's extending an olive branch out to Blaine, but that is definitely not the case. <laughs> Uh, it goes to Rory and Blaine turns around and is like, don't worry about it, Rory. You're going to fucking crush it. Yeah. Well, because Rory's like, oh, I don't know. I don't want a solo. And Blaine's like, we're going to help you. It's going to be cool because Blaine is a good leader. Unlike Finn, who's an asshat. Um, I don't know. There's there's like an undercurrent to that little Blaine moment. Oh, yeah. I, where he's. Yeah. You can you can sort of tell he's got a sizzling anger underneath <laughs> at Finn. <laughs> I mean, the problem is that in general, Blaine is so like smiley and happy mm-hmm. all the time that I can't. You know, really there's tell. something underneath. Yeah, I can't really tell anymore. Um, which is more devious, and I like it. But so let's move on to the next scene. Quinn is confronting Puck in the hallway about how child services hasn't said anything to her yet. Um, yeah. Which again? Why would they like? And and she ba- is basically like, Puck. It's like you don't even want to steal this baby. <laughs> I thought we were in this together. When I was planting all that shit, you were definitely just standing by and being like, "Sure, I guess." So that means we're in it together. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she says that they need to babysit more, right. so that Beth doesn't hate her. I guess. Yeah. And also that Oh, Quinn, good luck to you. Yeah, Puck needs to get closer to Shelby because Shelby has been very distant recently, which is ironic. And I hate Glee. Yeah, um, there's some nice dramatic irony right there. But then yeah. Quinn goes and sees Shelby herself. Yes. Uh, to ask to be in the trouble tones. Right. Uh, and Quinn and uh, Shelby's like, oh, uh, I'll have to think about that. Yeah. Which is a very good move on Shelby's part. A plus. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then we move to a scene where Glee tries to tell us that Irish people don't know the phrase trash talk. This It's like a uh, hallway walk and talk. Yeah. Uh, where we we're following. We're, well, we're not following. We're in front of Rory and Finn as they're walking through the hallway. There's a nice little set dressing uh, thing here where they're all the campaign posters for <laughs> yes. uh, Kurt... Brittany and Rachel, we pass by all of them. Yep. I thought that was that was a nice little touch. Well, you have to remind us what the actual plot is this episode. Rory is essentially buttering up Finn a little bit, being like, hey, all those things Santana says, they're not true. You're hot, and I, if I like dudes, I would definitely fuck you. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really like their friendship. No. Because I don't like either of them. No. And then, yeah, so... Finn, then they encounter yeah. Britanna, yes. uh, who just sort of pop out of nowhere, and Finn decides this is the moment to like trash talk. Yeah, and he, he just, uh, yeah, he decides to throw it back at Santana. Yeah, he calls Santana an assless J Lo, 
<laughs> which is not great uh, because Santana and JLo don't look alike at all. No, it's pretty racist. Really, they're um, just both Latina. Yeah. And then, mm. well, do you like Rory's insult, though? <laughs> he says, I didn't write it down, but he says something to the effect of, it looks like your family, your family's crops failed on your farm. Um, yeah. Which is calling her skinny, I guess. It's just... I don't know. Not really an insult. I, like, but it's funny because then Santana does respond to that being like, I have I no idea what you just said. And I don't, I didn't care. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that Rory was from like 1910 Ireland. <laughs> yeah. From the potato famine. Um, well, Maggie, that explains. I, I did, yeah. That I didn't ex- realize he was a time traveler. Maggie, that explains why he doesn't know what trash talking is as an Irish person. It explains person. a lot, honestly. Yes. It, uh, like How amazed he is by Finn. How amazed he is by Everything America. really, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe he came to America and was like, "Oh, this shit is amazing," because he really came from 1910 Ireland. Yeah, he came. He time traveled to America. Yeah, completely reasonable because there's like this sort of idea with Rory being from Ireland that he's not in the like cultural zeitgeist, like he doesn't know anything. Right. Exactly. But that's not true. Well. We even had it when he, like, when he gets introduced to Finn. He's like, oh, I love you. I saw that YouTube video. And it's like, so he knows what YouTube is. So <laughs> how could he not know what trash talking and dodgeball are? Speaking of, Dude, he doesn't know what dodgeball is. I don't know. Which, yeah, stupid. Um, But, yeah, so essentially, this is what this leads to. Um, Santana's like, oh, so we're going to play this game. Um, she's like, your insults suck. And then Finn's like, well, I guess we're going to have to resort to our last option then, which is dodgeball after school. And Santana seems into it. Like, yeah, this is a little weird yes. to me. Like it's sort of surreal. Yes. Uh, in that they're both like, yes, this is a normal thing. People do well, decide to <laughs> work their feelings out through dodgeball. See, we don't have yeah. to reserve the gym or anything. See, that's, okay, part of this, we're going to have to get to it, because it's in a couple scenes anyway, but it's obviously a setup for what they're trying to do later. Like, they're trying to make some social commentary here. Glee, the show, is really, really (laughs) not good at it this time. They, You know how, uh, like, you can make some social commentary? Uh, Let's call it, like, a beautiful, like, bed of flowers. Let's say that that's what you're trying to that's the metaphor yeah uh glee just put on some big ass boots and just sort of stomped all over them and they're like this is the social commentary everybody here it is look at how good we are at gardening um yeah no it's just like so the main thing for this scene comes out of nowhere doesn't have any basis they've never played dodgeball before we have no understanding of why this suddenly is a thing everyone seems super into it we're gonna get to it so next scene um, it's in the auditorium. Yeah. Rachel is approaching Shelby uh, with a recommendation letter that she herself has written. Yes. She wants Shelby to sign it for her. Uh, <laughs> this seems immoral at the best. Oh, yeah. Maybe Absolutely. illegal. <laughs> like, so Niata applications are due pretty soon, which is why she needs this recommendation letter. Yeah. Uh, Shelby's just like, oh, yeah, I'll sign it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she well, does sign it. Yes. Like she just she doesn't read it. She just go goes ahead and signs it. Yeah. And uh cuz Rachel's sort of framing it as 
oh, I, I don't want to, like, take up too much of your time or anything, but sign right. this for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I, there's some weird stuff. I think they're trying to frame it as, like, oh, she's the head of a competing glee choir. Oh, no, like, how am I supposed to talk yeah. to her? Yeah. Sort of like that, but also sort of, like, I almost had to go to therapy <laughs> because, because of, of you. you. Yes, exactly. Kind of, kind of yes. vibes. The Shelby looks through her CV and is just like, wow, you're doing you have a lot of good things on your cv here rachel i i think you're gonna do a great job and that's when well rachel's like oh well maybe you could write the recommendation letter instead of just signing this fraud thing (laughs) that i wrote well and the best part about the scene though is that when shelby is looking over her cv she also unintentionally um shames rachel for what she's done to kurt because she says you know I I feel bad for anyone who doesn't have this level of like participation on their CV. There's no way they're yeah. getting into Niada. And Rachel's like, oh, shit. yeah. Well, she deserves that. She does absolutely. Oh, absolutely. She's a very bad friend and sort of an idiot. Yeah. Which the next scene yeah. is the dodgeball itself. Yes. We are to the big dodgeball game. They are in uh, New Directions is in red. The trouble tones are in black. Yep. They all have little outfits. Uh, yes, <laughs> very well, specific to their character. Yeah. Some are some people are wearing very short shorts. Most of the girls are wearing very short shorts and Blaine. Uh, and <laughs> uh, I the ones who are wearing long pants. There's only two of them. It's Mercedes and Kurt. Uh, I both. I guess they both. To be fair, those were their Cheerios uniforms. They both wore pants for that. It's true. So, they did both wear pants for that one as well. So maybe they, they just, when they went to high school and you have to take that survey that's like, what pants. kind of clothes do you want to wear? They just both chose pants all the time. Um, pants pants only, please. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, before we actually get to the dodgeball, Rachel tries to talk to Kurt, who is ignoring her, which is great. Um, Very pointedly ignoring her. Yes. Like Rachel come, goes over there and is like, hey, uh, you know, Niata... Uh, applications are due in a week, like starting off nice and casual. Right. And then getting more and more desperate, being like, I miss being your friend. <laughs> Which Kurt is like, to be fair, I think in this scene, Kurt is like, well, maybe you should have thought about that before you were a bitch and a sociopath. Like, <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> before you stepped on me on your sociopathic climb to fame or yes. something like that. Which yes. Was great. Then they do the dodgeball itself. I think there's a little bit of Santana and Finn mouthing mouthing each other yeah, off. yelling at each other some yeah. more and then they sing hit me with your best shot mashed with one way or another yep i mean i want to say first of all props to glee because those are both some really nice like power lady ballads the problem yeah. is that finn leads one of them so Why fuck you fuck it's, you it's there's also um some close-up shots of New Direction's faces as they get hit by dodgeballs. Ball, yeah, hit by balls. Quinn is uh, is first, and it's like a slow like oh oh. Also, Quinn is wearing a skirt in this scene, <laughs> like a short skirt, because I guess she is really into the um like fluttery girl girl aesthetic. Like right. that is what yeah. she is. Well, Maggie, she has to. Convince she can only everyone. go to two extremes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, I guess it, it's kind of weird that everyone suddenly had their dodgeball clothes ready, 
Even they just though, had them. Yeah, they just had them because they planned this earlier today. Well, yeah. maybe they have to take Jim, Jim at yeah. McKinley. So these could all be like their gym outfits. And they specifically have shirts that are tailored to the glee club that they're in. Um, That's right. Also, uh, yeah, it's just by coincidence. This montage is super weird because there's a ton of people like, like there are, I could see specific scenes where people are throwing dodgeballs and then people on the same team jump like fly sideways through the air and like yes. block them and i was yeah. like there are no rules to this like it's just like gymnastics. well it's just stupid yes <laughs> it's they just do a lot of stuff on screen they don't actually really play all that much dodgeball seemingly no there's a lot of shots of like balls hitting people but we don't really know where they're coming from and like nobody like moves off of the court or anything like it, no. it, it seems to imply at the end that the trouble tones have won because they hit Finn in the face in slow motion, which is nice. Yeah, there um, are, but you're right. There are just a couple of like flailing bodies across yeah. the screen, which I remember concurrently with the episode. There was like a behind the scenes clip where it was just pe- like people getting a shot out of human people. cannons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that where they were jumping into these large like foam pads. And them co- like them getting interviewed about the dodgeball scene, being like, "Wow, that hurt!" <laughs> it was very stupid. Oh God, uh, but yeah. So what ends but up? But honestly, happening- I'm yeah. not opposed to seeing you know Darren Chris's thighs like go cr- past my sure. my field of vision for uh you know. I- I'm not opposed. Sure. Uh, and I, the I don't think they need to play actual dodgeball. No. I think this artistic representation of like what it feels like to play dodgeball <laughs> works just fine. That's true. Also, Santana leads on the one way or another bit, and it's very yeah. good. Um, the the part like the slow mo bit where it's Santana with Brittany and Mercedes like flocking behind her. Yes, where they're like That's... walking up the court. It's so good. Yeah. Yes. That one's really good. Santana isn't even throwing balls at anyone, and Mercedes and Brittany aren't really either. They're just sort of passing the balls in between their two hands. No, I, I thought what they were doing was blocking other balls that were coming at them. I they do that a couple times. Yes. But it's it's a weird moment. Oh, it's yeah. good though. Again, it no definitely rules. has a good visual impact. Yes, it's very good. Um but yeah, so so this is a I mean, in general, I think it's fun. I think it's a good number. I think part of the problem is that it looks fun. So obviously Glee didn't do what they were what trying. What they were trying. Do. Well, they do do it, but it's very ham-fisted and doesn't make any sense. Yeah, cuz the scene ends and like the song ends and then that's when Santana really nails Finn. Yes. And then they go to get Rory some more, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well He's so on the ground bleeding <laughs> so yeah so what happens is like they hit finn and then it's yeah it seems to be clear that the game is over like they they won because finn is like you guys got us and then rory comes up to be like yeah that was really fun or whatever and then they just <laughs> out of nowhere start nailing him with dodgeballs like <laughs> yeah there's no I, reason it then he's he does bleed well according to we Kurt, don't see like, the blood yeah <laughs> Kurt, Kurt claims that he is bleeding. And, like, there's, yeah, like, stop, stop, Roy's stop. Like, yeah. Roy's, like, on the ground, and Kurt runs over and is like, stop, can't you see he's bleeding? How could you? <laughs> but yeah, so- and I, I don't know if that's supposed to be played for laughs, but it's definitely hilarious. Like, it's, it's just, like, what? It's- can't you see his heart? But, like... The thing that the the biggest problem I have with this, and we're gonna have to get to it eventually because of the commentary bullshit. But like, yeah, 
it makes no sense for Santana to no. be like, okay, everyone, just hit him. Like, I hate that kid. <laughs> like, let's just stone the crap out of him with dodgeballs. Like, what? No. Yeah, it is also, it's a very stupid way to end the scene. Yeah, Santana is a verbally assaulting person, not a physically assaulting person. I don't know. She's from Lima Heights. Yeah, well, the time she's gotten into a fight, she hasn't exactly performed, if you know what I mean. Like, she definitely lost in the it's, fight to Lauren, so. It's mostly, like, peacocking around, like, I'm from Lima Heights. Yes. I'm tough. Which we have already established is actually the good side of town. Her dad is a dent, or not a dentist, a real doctor, as she puts oh, it. Oh, yes. So. A real doctor. Yeah. So, it's a trouble tone scene. Next, they're in their empty classroom uh, yep. where Shelby is playing notes on for them on the piano and they're warming up. Like, yeah. Warming up to them. I I sort of noticed, well, I've been noticing that McKinley just has empty classrooms. Yeah. Like a lot. Like sort of Hogwarts-esque. <laughs> it's a room of requirement that they have stumbled upon to, to practice of. in today. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's a a science room with hanging planets where... Uh, <laughs> where astronomy supposedly happens. Well, okay. So there's like three different science classrooms. There's the one where Will assaulted Emma with the chalk dust. Right. There's the one where Ken and Barbie, Sam and Quinn... Uh, played guitar together that one time uh, when Sam like basically proposed to her. Do you remember this? <laughs> I yes, I do remember this. They like they use that same room for the whole season though. There, no, there, there are two different rooms, and then there's the science room where Bert and Carol met. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, the thing, <laughs> the thing that I think is that um, in 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 regards to the empty classrooms, I think that you know the economy's hard. So Well, I think there's maybe three <laughs> classrooms that they use over and over again. There's the one where they film all the classroom scenes. Right, with like the, like the long tables. Will's, yeah. Yeah, Will's, Span- Will's Spanish room. Where Hot for Teacher happened yes. this time. Yep. And also some of like other, like the one where they got Kurt when his dad had a heart attack. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's strange. And it's obvious that I think like, the they one, think about I think it. that one where Kurt, like the... Uh, where Kurt was fetched up when his dad had a heart attack is the same room. Uh, is that same one? Yes. Like the... No, I, I think so. <sighs> yeah, no, it's yeah. I, I but trying to deconstruct the McKinley set is impossible because, like Hogwarts, it's movable. It yes. moves around. There's three ballet studios at any <laughs> given time. <laughs> but there, there's three ballet studios. But we shouldn't fund the arts because no. We don't have enough students to use all these ballet studios. It's, it's true. It's a waste of money because nobody is dancing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the troubled tones are warming up and Mercedes comes in and is like, well, hold on for warm ups, ladies, because I'm a genius. <laughs> uh, and they ma- they uh, brainstorm about the mashup. The uh, main idea is Adele and yes. everybody's pretty into it. Yep. Uh, Santana is excited to be mean to Finn again. Yes. And... This is when Mercedes is like, you need to chill out. Yes. She's like, you know, it's, it was fun or whatever to like kick their asses at dodgeball. But like, this is going a little too far, Santana. And also I'm going to be president for life now. And everyone's like, sure, let's vote her in. Yeah. uh, Mercedes (laughs) does get elected, (laughs) which I think is a good thing. Mercedes is a great leader Yes, because when Santana is like, uh, yeah, I don't like the way that this is going. 
and and she gets a little upset. Mercedes responds by being like, "You're a very important part of this team." Exactly. And yeah, you're uh, a star we... member, and I need you to perform at star level or something like yes. that. Yeah, which like again, I appreciate that. I think that's the way you're supposed to like interact with people. That Definitely. Are, like, upset it's really nice org. to see yeah. these women valuing each other. Yep. Uh, very good. But yeah, so so they essentially are all like Santana, I need to lay off Finn, and she doesn't. She's like, eh, and then Brittany sings like a little, like clip, like she sings the phrase "Stop the violence." Um, yes, which makes Santana laugh, and it's the cutest thing. Maybe yeah, ever. they are so fucking cute. This episode. Oh yes. my god! And so then Santana. Santana yeah. Oh, yeah. Dating in love. I love them. Yeah. Santana uh, agrees to be nice. She says... There's also yeah. a moment oh. in this scene where Brittany compares Adele's singing voice to what banana cream pie would sound like if yeah. it could sing. <laughs> she's not wrong? No, I don't think she's... I think that's pretty spot on. Definitely spot on for an alien. Yes. For sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and like, what ends up happening, Santana's like, you know what? I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be so nice that even cotton candy won't melt in my mouth, which is very nice. Um, it's very nice. So Because <laughs> she says that like about <laughs> three times, maybe. Yes. So uh, let's and cut. everyone just smiles. <laughs> That's the end of the scene is everyone smiling and laughing with each other. Yes, because the Trouble Times is a happy place. Um, let's cut to Santana being nice. We go right Ooh, there. Man. We're in the Santana, hallway. Santana comes up to Finn and... She physically can't seem to apologize. Well, <laughs> she does. She does say, "I'm here to apologize," but does, does it doesn't count? really happen. Uh, <laughs> it just—it's sort of more comedy roasting. Yeah, well, she yeah, because Rory's also there. Because Rory is essentially attached to Finn now. Um, we're gonna need to. We're gonna need to get some surgery on that. But mm-hmm. uh, Santana says <laughs> effectively says, "I'm sorry that." Uh, you can't sing and it sounds like you're getting your prostate checked when you try. And I'm sorry that you're like, I'm sorry that I called you fat because I slept with you and you're not fat so much as you're just like a weird shape. Um, (laughs) And and then, and then she also says, I'm sorry that you're going to be writing Rachel's coattails for the rest of your life. um, Unless she decides to dump you. Like, which, yeah, which is honestly too true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, which I think is why Finn, Finn must take all of these very personally yes. because of what happens next. Uh, yeah. When Santana, she sor- sort of is leaving in a huff. Yeah. Well, uh, she she's said her piece. She's she's let him know. She's like, you know, it's... Yeah. And then she's like, okay, I did my thing. And then she just calmly starts walking away. And, and then Finn uh, does something really gnarly. Yeah. He turns he turns around in the hallway and sort of yells uh, over like maybe a fifth... Uh, like a 15 foot distance, like, Hey, when are you going to finally come out of the closet? Yeah. We all know you're in love with Brittany and you're just afraid that she doesn't love you back. Yeah. And then he says you're and a coward, which this is very gross. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, let's, so here's the thing. Yeah. Break it One down. of Santana's main things is being mean. Yeah. Especially to Finn. Uh, but as we've said, it's like comedy roasting. These insults, I don't know how I would feel if somebody was using these kind of insults on me. I I mean, I because don't... it wouldn't happen right. in real life. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem here is that uh, these sort of ridiculous uh, 
comment like comments that Santana is making feel a lot less real and like yeah they feel very staged in a sense because you yeah. know that it's it's very in the same way that like with most TV like the way people talk on TV is a lot wittier and a lot like faster and like cleverer than real life is yeah that's the same thing here santana is being very clever and witty and also being really mean and sarcastic and like there are people who are those things in real life but even then they we never see like this level in reality like they don't have a whole speech written out yeah right and uh i i don't know if there are the this kind of like call out uh like yelling why are why are you too afraid to come out of the closet? I think that is similarly yeah uh, dra- dramatized and heightened, but it's a lot more like the the danger of it feels a lot more real than yeah. just calling somebody lumps the clown. Exactly. Yeah. So here's the thing: like, if we haven't made it clear enough yet, it is never acceptable to out someone publicly. Ever. You are never exactly. allowed to do that. Finn seems to think that he's allowed to do it because he's, quote, not a homophobe anymore or whatever. Also, Finn seems to think he's allowed to do it because he knows. Yeah. Or, or like, quote, unquote, knows. Yeah. It's it's garbage. Yeah. Not only that, uh, Brittany does love Santana. Right. Finn's a fucking idiot talking out of his ass. He doesn't know anything. Right. He should just keep his goddamn mouth shut and... Like, read the fucking room. Yeah. Like, you, if you were in the choir room, maybe by yourselves, having this argument, it's a, it's maybe a different situation. Right. Which, But yeah. in front of half of the fucking school. Yeah. Which, that's... What are you doing? So, later in this episode, Finn is going to not really, like, I... I don't think this is defending himself, but it is kind of defending himself, and that he's like, no one cares. And it's like, guess what? That's not your decision. It doesn't matter if you care or not. Yeah. That's not... And you don't know Santana's yeah. life. Exactly. Bruh. Um, yeah. He, it's it's played off in this way where it seems like Finn seems to think this is an equal, like, measure yeah. for what... He kind of, like... It's like, it's almost like he high-fives Rory on the way out. Like, right. huh, pretty good one, right, yeah. dude? It, it's so indicative of, like, white white male privilege. Really straight privilege, obviously. But, like, it all fits because Finn is all of the, like, majority yeah. groups. But, like, he seems to think that because he, like you were saying, because he knows or thinks he knows and that, like, he is the one who's in so much pain here from Santana saying all the mean things to him that he's allowed to say whatever he wants because he's an asshole. And I hate him. I hate Finn so much. (sighs) I I don't know. Uh, I, I would probably get my feelings hurt if somebody... I honestly me lumps the clown, but I no one would. See, I honestly think that I might laugh. At yeah, that I think because I would. It's so I think funny. if somebody did these did these comedy roasting of me, I would just laugh. It's because they're funny. Yes. Well, that's. I guess that's part. You of You have it. to suspend your disbelief while she's doing these like surrealist comedy rants <laughs> that nobody would be laughing at them. Like everyone is just sort of like either. Ooh, or just like completely straight faced or yeah like rory is like i don't believe the thing she says about you finn i think you're hot and it's like <laughs> like what are you it's also t- untrue yeah which yeah so anyway that's what happens in this scene and like so like moving to the next scene well there's something else before that so let's talk about that first married to a donkey 
It's another Sue ad. Yeah. It's another Sue attack ad. She's yes. she's equivalating being married to a donkey to having a baboon heart. So that way she can make this equivalence of like either Bert has a baboon heart or is married to a donkey. Um, it's uh, when you watch the commercial, it does sort of follow a certain logical path where <laughs> you don't really question it until after it's over. And right. you're like, oh, that was complete garbage. <laughs> it's a, it's a, in, in Glee's defense, I don't know, I don't like that phrase, um, but it mm. is what I imagine a cartoonish attack ad to be. Yeah, they are funny. Yes. Like, <laughs> they, are, they are funny attack ads. Even the one at the very end of the episode. Yeah, that one is less funny to me, but I see it. They're a good lampoon of the yeah. like attack ad. Yeah, um, mostly because they also all use like clip art. Which is yeah, great. The, um, like the really, really shitty clip art. <laughs> but yeah, so this one is framed by, it's apparently Bert and Will who are watching it this time. Um, mm-hmm. Bert is yelling at Will for being such a terrible campaign manager. God, who mm-hmm. could have seen that coming? Um, and then he tells Will, you need to put your thinking cap on because if I lose this race, we're both out of a job. Um, Yep, and then we get another scene with Puck and Shelby next, where Puck tells Shelby what Quinn is doing. Yes. Yeah, he comes clean about what Quinn has done, um, and then he also apologizes at the same time for his involvement in it. And, like, I think there is a little bit here where he does say, like, it was stupid and childish and, like, obviously, like, like, it was really dumb, and I'm really sorry that, you know, that happened and that I was, and a this part is, of uh, like, so Puck is at Shelby's apartment right. in this scene yeah. because in the previous one, he was like, Hey, let me build that crib for you, baby. Wink. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Shelby is like, no, we- I don't need that. But apparently, but then the, yeah. it's happening anyway. Right. Because he probably it's showed up anyway. at her apartment and was like, here, I'll hold yeah. Beth while you build that crib or whatever. If you don't want me to build it. And well, Shelby was like, God, I need, is- I need another pair of human hands. This child. <laughs> yeah. What happens is that Puck, Puck is like, oh, I didn't realize that the instructions weren't going to be in English. Yeah, we're going like, to be in that weird scribbly language or whatever, which is... Which, Puck, did you think she's, like, too stupid to read English directions? <laughs> Probably. That is You're a very, supposed to be in love with her, that, that jerk. That is a very masculine thing, Maggie. I guess. Well, and by t- masculine, I mean toxic masculinity. It's very, exactly. it's very gr- gross. And it's a very masculine thing to be like, well, I can read and put together things. Cause that's what men do. Women sort don't of a have cop to do out that. that Glee didn't show us the beginning of the scene yeah. where Puck was invading her space again without her permission. Uh, so the next scene is the beginning of the mash off yes. day one of the mash off. Cause they didn't do them on the same day. No. Why would they? No. Uh, it's, First up is New Directions, and yes. they are doing a Holland Oats cosplay double Holland Oats number. Yeah, so one of the notes they do rock paper scissors Santana and Finn obviously because they're the figureheads oh, for these clubs. They don't do two out of three. They just do one. Yeah, <laughs> the weird the part that I wrote down is that Santana seems to be in an okay place right now in this scene, which makes yeah. sense because you know Finn just yelled it in a hallway. It's not like her parents were right there to hear it, but like. I feel like I would be more shaken up, but I, yeah, I yeah. think I really wouldn't want to see Finn yeah, if either. I was Santana. No. <laughs> um, but so anyway, like you're saying, new directions. Because even it. though oh. Finn is like, is like, Oh, I'm not a homophobe or whatever. Yelling about someone's like sexual orientation and gayness. Even if you're calling them a coward for not being out, 
is that's homophobic. homophobic. That is that's the definition of homo. That's like there there are multiple types of homophobia, and that is yes. one of them. Is yes. not accepting other people's sexual identities, <laughs> like like yep. making. So uh, yeah, anyway, I wouldn't want to share the stage with a rampant homophobe, but they all are anyway. Yeah. So they like you're saying they do this Hall and Oates mashup. It's I can't go for that. No can do in parentheses slash you make my dreams come true, which is the I song that everyone be- actually knows. I think it'd be good if Finn wasn't on lead. Right? Again, too much Finn. <laughs> Why is Finn leading on every fucking song in this episode? Know. It's garbage. Anyway, The cosplay yeah. is fun. Because uh, <laughs> they have the big mustaches. Some the boys, yeah. Yeah, some of the bo- boys play uh, Hall. Some of the boys play Oats. I don't yes. know which is which, but... You know. well, so some of them have slicked back hair and like bright pink t-shirts and blazers and then the other ones have fake mustaches and like teased hair and yeah. I love it and there's then, a point yeah. where they put, peel off the mustaches and throw them at the crowd just imagine being in like the first row and oh, it just hitting gross. you like straight in the no. forehead no 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 that's not a thing for you Maggie I don't like the idea of someone's soppy mustache hitting me in the face I love it <laughs> anyway no it's to be fair, I think it is. I just, I just punched up that that Glee script right there. They should have like shown the mustache hitting Rachel Berry. Like, well, I guess she's she's in the club. She's Maggie. performing. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe hitting uh, Mercedes Santana or Britney or something yeah. right in the fucking middle of the forehead, so that it looks like a unibrow. I'm telling you, you would have gotten laughs. <laughs> anyway, it's to be fair. Besides the fact that Finn is on lead again, it's not bad. It's not a bad it's performance. Fun. Um. The one thing I did realize in watching this scene is that New Directions is a sausage fest now. There are three. Definitely. There are three ladies in, in New Directions now to like eight men ish. Yeah, like it's very skewed. Um, mostly example like the main reason is because there's a little bit where Quinn is on lead, and it's Quinn, Rachel, and Tina, the last three female characters in New Directions, and yep. they're like swaying together in the front while a train of men. Do some choreography goes, in the back, like yep. <laughs> it's super. It's super obvious. Like, <laughs> did you notice how there wasn't a lot of like shot to shot continuity? Choreography does not line up. Oh, sure. From shot to shot, yeah. very well, especially because for most of the choreography, Finn isn't doing it. He's just standing in the front. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> once again, to. Wrap it he back. Can't dance. Yeah, cannot dance. Um, he cannot dance. Yeah, so that's we we get the end of their performance. Um, then we move to a debate for student class yeah. president. We start with a a, f- a little montage of graffitied posters of Rachel. Yes. Uh, Kurt and Brittany. Brittany's. My favorite is Brittany's because it's just her like lying on some grass in her Cheerios uniform, and the graffiti is like a little like cute little toot. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, coming out of her butt like it's like a speech bubble with that says toot, but with like with, little asterisks. Yes. Oh it's, yeah, it's very I thought good. it was really cute. Like what a, what a, what cute graffiti. Yeah. Uh, this is it's like candidate speeches, right? It's not yes. a debate because it's only yeah, they it's, only yeah. They're they're all making individual speeches. Um, but everyone is there. It turns out like Bert and Sue and Will and Quinn well, and Bert- Puck and Shelby like. Everyone is there. Kurt would be there because Kurt. Kurt is running. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not saying there isn't a reason. I'm just saying it's weird that, like, this is where we're, like, having everyone show up. Like, well, 
sort of makes sense. It's close to the end of the episode. Yeah. You know. Well, so to so start it off. So the first one up oh, is yeah. Rick the Stick. Yep. Uh, he is one of the hockey players that we've seen bully yep. before. His He has a mullet. I'm not sure we've described it before, but it's so well kept. Like, yeah. it's a very elegant mullet. I guess that's a phrase you can use. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> weird um would you agree though it's like very well yeah it's it's a i mean well cared for well tended i i guess i guess one of the things is that it looks kind of greasy to me but so do all mullets yeah so like that's sort of the nature of the hairstyle yeah i think but yeah so he he makes his uh tea party conservative speech he makes the argument that teachers are civil the employees of students basically yeah then yells something about hockey and i'm the stick and then everyone's like yeah (laughs) yeah well Uh, mostly the other hockey players are like yeah um but next up is Brittany. yes she starts off her speech with a little blurb about tornadoes yes and then promises to make tornadoes illegal at mckinley to protect our families and then also promises to have topless tuesdays which the crowd yeah eats that shit up they love it i would clap for that too probably <laughs> yeah no. sounds like a good time uh, there's a cute moment during britney's speech where we get to see santana just sort of like nodding like <laughs> yes yes well especially because it's like during the anti-tornado bit and yes. like santana's like where, yes where i guess maybe britney like ran it by santana first and santana was just like you're a genius i love you it would be so great if santana like gave her like a thumbs up like yes <laughs> but anyway yeah so then we get a we get a similar little bit from blaine during kurt's speech also yes. yeah so kurt, kurt goes Kurt's next. like yeah he sounds like a nervous little flute <laughs> that's true at the, at the beginning of his speech he's like i'm kurt hummel yes <laughs> and then he uh he transitions into saying that they're. He talks about the obesity yes. uh, problem at the school, but transitions instead into eliminating bullying altogether, specifically dodgeball. Yeah, he takes and a- equates it to modern day stoning. <laughs> he takes a very anti dodgeball stance, and like, <laughs> like that is the literal phrase that the show uses, and that's yeah. how we know that this is a like, this is them trying to like pull something relevant from but society. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, it's funny. Like, yes. No, <laughs> hearing, it's just hearing Kurt be like, "I am going to destroy this horrible tool of oppression." <laughs> Dodgeball. Modern day stoning. <laughs> we see Blaine just sort of like nod, like yes. Yeah. It's just it's weird again because, like we were saying, we had no references to dodgeball before no. this episode nothing and suddenly it's a big hot topic issue at mckinley which it's like was there something going on in real life or like i don't know is this ripped from the headlines uh who knows i feel like it's more like in around that time i think it was a big topic of like no i bet it felt outdated then too exactly (laughs) that's the thing though is like it seems like one of those things where it's like yeah in the 90s dodgeball was a real problem whereas like but we all realized that around, you know, like mid 2000s. Yeah. And then we stopped doing it like in that way for that yep. reason. Like, so I don't know. It's, it's just weird. It comes off as very weird. He also A very like oddly preachy. Uh, and it seems strange coming out of Kurt's mouth because he's obviously a mouthpiece for, right. for this yeah. clumsy. <laughs> yes, writing. exactly. 
But he also does call out the other candidates for lying to people, which yeah, is... For, yeah, for uh, lying and for using smear tactics. Yes. Did you notice how there's a, like a fourth person sitting at, with the candidates? Isn't it between... Rick the Stick? The, well, no, there's Rick the Stick. And, well, I guess it's the fifth person. This person. Then there's Brittany, Kurt, and then Rachel. Oh, I didn't... Okay. Yeah. Who There's is that? just this extra guy, uh, and he so he's a like a similar looking in age to the other characters black guy, and I was like, did they just bring him in so that the for the diversity, yeah, for the lineup, so the lineup would look diverse? Yeah, probably. We don't even hear him speak. No, Maggie. Only the white characters get to speak. We know this. It's Glee. Uh, of uh, course. I mean, Mercedes only gets like three lines this episode. So. Yeah. Which yeah. So. I mean, I'm not surprised that Glee was like, oh, right, we're supposed to have minorities in this show. Guess yep. we just throw Rachel B. Berry is up next yeah. for her speech. She goes up there, and some people start heckling in the audience, and Will says, that's enough. Yeah, because we know that Will very, favors her, so. Very loudly, also. <laughs> like, definitely the entire gym can hear Will scream that. Yes. Which, yeah. So Rachel says some stuff about how she, like, had a good platform. And then she's like, but I'm going to withdraw from the race. And I encourage everyone to vote for Kurt Hummel. Um, which yeah. is to make amends for the evil, terrible things she has done in the past. Um, she sort of has this change of heart about halfway through the speech, it seems. Yeah. A little bit, uh, yeah. And then the end of the speech is just Finn, uh, a shot of Finn and Blaine, like, smiling and clapping together. Yeah, great. Cool. They're friends now, Maggie. They're not friends. They just are sitting close to each other. I'm pretty sure Blaine hates Finn. <laughs> anyway, let's move to the next scene, which is, why did you do that? Because Kurt is asking Rachel that very question at her locker. Yep. And Rachel apologizes, being like, oh, I realized that I was being an enormous asshole. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Kurt is like, yes, you were, but I forgive you. Welcome to you. the party, bitch. <laughs> but I forgive you because I really like having you as a friend. Um, so yeah, they're friends Because again. they are both extremely dramatic. Yes. And Rachel had to choose the most dramatic time to drop out of the race. Exactly. Obviously. Yes. Um, but yeah, so they, they got, they walk off arm in arm. That, that's what those two candidate speeches really show is that Kurt and Rachel are both obsessed with being the most dramatic person in the room at any given point. It is, it is definitely a competition between the two of them. And Modern day stoning. I think Rachel, I'm leaving the race. I think Rachel won that round. If we're going to be real, yeah. like, yeah. But anyway, so they're Because they're her, hers actually had a... Impact. Actually yeah. meant something. Yeah. yeah. So next we move to an uncomfortable scene. Quinn arrives at Shelby's apartment bearing a gift saying, why yeah. haven't you told me whether I can be in the trouble tones or not? I sort of like this scene, actually. Quinn's like, oh, I was in the neighborhood. I've been calling you and you keep not answering me. Yeah. And Shelby's just like, yeah, I know what the fuck is up and you need to leave my house right now. Yes. I, I do like the scene. I just hate this plot line because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I do actually like this because Shelby lays out what motherhood is. And it's not pushing someone out of your vagina. It is being there for someone and like putting them before yourself so yep. fuck you Quinn. and it's not using them as like your life plan slash right. identity yeah um which <laughs> quinn in response does call shelby a quote cash whore yeah because she brings up uh how she basically throws rachel in shelby's face yes 
Uh, and Shelby's just like, you need to go. Yeah. Shelby's like, <laughs> get um, the fuck out. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. So then Quinn leaves, which is good. I'm hoping this is kind of the end of the storyline, but like, I don't knows? think it is. I mean, I probably not, but I really hope that we can not ever talk about this again, but I'm sure Shelby that's all closes this- their interaction by saying, you know, dyeing your hair back to blonde and taking out your nose ring doesn't change who you are, Quinn. Yep. Which is true. Which- I've done that and it doesn't work. I <laughs> you have uh I don't know I I like that sentiment that like Quinn is just wearing a ma- like a different mask yeah but I don't like the idea that being a like this is a normal thing for like a punk alternative looking person to do <laughs> right yeah no I think which is sort of implied yeah that and that's been a problem ever since the beginning of the season where like Quinn was implied to be like a terrible person because she was a punk and like yeah. looked a certain way um, yeah, it's uh, because she's a bad person. It's not because she dressed like a punk. It's because she was. She literally does bad things. Like yes, yeah. Anyway, let's move to the next and, and scene. Honestly, oh. she wasn't doing all that many bad things as a skank. Just I guess smoking is bad for you, but I'm not. She Quinn's was doctor Maggie. She stole someone's money by torturing them. Oh yeah, they were. She did bully that one girl. You're right. <laughs> anyway, Whoops. yeah. It's so. Let, let's move on to the next scene. We have to talk it's, about it. Um, it's a heavy one. Yeah. So Santana and Brittany are walking down the hallway. Um, Santana is telling Brittany about how she really told Finn off because Finn's a manatee. Um, and then Becky arrives to summon or to, to bring Santana to Sue's office. Yeah. And Sue's office has quite the interesting cast of characters. Cast yeah. here. We've got Sue, Bert, and... Will. Will? Yeah. Uh, they... Santana is very confused about what's happening, and so was I. I was like, why yes. are all these characters together? How yep. strange. Santana gets confronted with a an ad that's yes. been made yep. by both Bert and Sue's opponent, yep. uh, the, the pizza guy. Reggie the pizza man something. The, Reggie the sauce Salazar. Yeah. Right. And... So Sue basically describes to Santana how her slanderous chickens have come to roost. Yes. Because Sue's been telling all these lies and they've been really audacious and have these ads have been really slanderous. And really effective. I don't know if we mentioned that, but like there have been Even some though offhand... they're obviously lies. <laughs> yeah. There have been some offhand numbers where like someone's like 40% of people believe that Bert has a baboon heart. Um, and like, so, and like Becky, like at one point tells Sue, she's like, yeah, your ad is playing, your your ad's numbers aren't as high as we'd like, but they're still pretty high. Um, so like, I don't know. It seems like this smear campaign seems to be working, which is not great, but like, so Salazar's ad, apparently Salazar has like a, a daughter or something. A niece, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Who goes to McKinley and overheard the argument that Finn and Santana were having. Yes earlier in the episode so this ad is basically saying that sue purports to have family values but how can she have family values when she's put a lesbian as her main cheerleader yeah head cheerleader uh then there is a clip art of like a a, the gay flag heart with the Quote unquote, this is the lesbian sign. Right, with the two female signs in a Yeah, together yeah. with like San- the Santana character headshot yes. next to it. 
<laughs> yeah, and then and then they imply that Sue is also a lesbian. Um, yeah. Yeah, which... So we can talk about the aftermath in just a second. Can we talk about how there's a free delivery <laughs> logo in the that corner? Is, that is very funny. That <laughs> is, like, I will give Glee that, like, that is hilarious. Like, um, it's, it, it, it's a little pizza that says free delivery and has a phone number underneath. Right, because, like... You'll remember this campaign, th- this guy apparently owns a pizza joint. So, like, it, his yeah. ad, in addition to being for his campaign, is also... Is also for pizza. For pizza. Um, but, yeah, so, essentially, the main tactic they're using here is that Sue is a lesbian. Sue has a student that is a lesbian. And here is her face. Like, here is exactly who she is. Um, and that's why you shouldn't vote for her. I hate this. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. As soon as the ad is over, we cut to Santana's very upset crying face. Yeah, she is like fully in tears. Like, yeah, yeah, because uh, she is like, I haven't even told my parents yet. Yep, this is bad. Well, this is really bad. And we also found out why Will and Shu were in this room, this scene, because before we see the ad, Will says something along the lines of like. I know a counselor who can help, like who's helped people through these issues. And then Bert is like, after the ad, Bert to the crying Santana is like, Hey, like I can talk to your, or no, no, I think it's before the ad because I don't think Santana's crying yet. But Bert is like, Hey, like I went through this, like I'm more than happy to like talk to your family or something like that. And like, I understand that Glee is trying to like show us that Bert and Will are good people and like mm-hmm. not shitheads. But there was no reason for them to be there. Like, I think it's too, because with just Sue being there, uh, she Sue does apologize to Santana like right. pretty earnestly. Yeah. Uh, I I guess they're there because, oh, they're there because Bert got the Bert's the one who got the ad. Like, uh, oh right, yeah, sa- yeah. The sauce, uh, show like was like, hey, look at this new ad i'm putting out it's yeah it'd be great huh right or so. maybe i don't know maybe something i don't know maybe because no that's that's what it was yeah definitely sure and will's just hanging around with bert because doing he, campaign stuff right okay sure but like i don't know it's just i understand also they're being like oh these characters like you know are here to help santana but it's like are they though? Like, yeah, Bert I mean, went through not. having a flamboyantly uh, gay son. I don't know if he's going to be able to help Santana with what she's going through because well, her situation I, is I completely different. The, I interpreted what Bert said because as like, Bert doesn't know if Santana's actually a lesbian or not. Right. He knows that like a bunch of rumors have been told about him and that's what he's dealing with. Oh, right? so, okay. I thought, I thought it was more that he was like, I have a gay kid. So no, I can talk to your parents I, I don't about think having that's a gay kid. Eh. Anyway, that's what happens. Santana runs off crying because she's Obviously. devastated. Obviously. Wouldn't you? I, yes, I would. Because this is so upsetting. And one of the things I do have to say about this is that, like, I don't know if people who are listening disagree with us about hating Finn. But this is, like, the, like, first episode where I was I was watching with Chris. And at the end of it, Chris was like... I hate Finn. Like I am so excited yeah. for when he dies. And I was like, wow. <laughs> oh my God. But I was like, to be fair, I say that. And Chris is usually the one that's like, okay, like 
be reasonable. He's not that bad. But I was like, no, we're at a point where like Finn is a shithead. And like, yeah, this was it was such an uncool thing for him to do. Even if it was in more of a private setting, it'd be an uncool thing for him to do. Exactly. Now, like he could have put Santana's life in danger by doing that. Yeah. Super uncool. Yep. Yeah. So to finish it up, um, then we move into the Trouble Tones doing their mashup, which is a mix of Rumor Has It and Someone Like You, both by both Adele. Both by Adele, yeah. obviously. Uh, and my God, is it fantastic. It's maybe the best number the show has ever done. Like, it's well, so good. There's a lo- Naya Rivera brings a lot of emotional weight. Yes. Uh, maybe I think it. she's helped along by the editing choice of putting that scene right before this one. But, yeah, I mean, it, they yeah. also they also have some like really dramatic pauses, um, yes. and such like right before like her parts, which really help to like sell it as very emotional. Also, Naya Rivera just does a very good job of doing that. As and well, they pull but... in on her face really close for lo- for the parts where she's belting, which are just so good. Yeah, fuck, it's really good. Uh, Mercedes sings the majority of. Um, uh, I think she sings. Rumor, rumor has, it. has it. Yeah. Rumor... Yeah, rumor has it. And it's this is a really interesting mashup. I think it works pretty well uh yeah. as a oh. fu- as like a whole song. That's that's part of it that's really weird for me is that looking back, I think this was the first time I actually ever heard Adele. Um was wow. this episode of okay. Glee? I know, right? But like I remember hearing this and being like this song is amazing. And then I found out it's two separate songs and like don't get me wrong, both of those songs are very good, but like together they just like make something that is very, very good. Like, and I, I, I'm sure it has like some of the weight of like the emotion stuff that was yeah, tied in, but like, but, I don't know. They just like mash up really well. So, and that's where Glee really shines, right? Is when they actually do numbers that have emotional weight. Yes. With the plot. I agree. Uh, Cause the, it feels less frivolous. I, there, there are some, uh, moments that are a little, I wouldn't say awkward in the choreography, but leave us as the audience a little like, uh, there's a little bit of anxiety when you're watching it because Santana is so sad looking at the beginning Yep. Yep. uh, and isn't smiling, isn't making any sort of facial expression, just sort of deadpan. And then she starts belting out the, uh, the someone like you. Yeah lines uh about probably about a minute into the song and it's just fantastic it's so good yeah well and i mean to be fair like emotionally someone like you is not the happiest of songs so like it does fit very well um it does yeah absolutely and uh you can tell that trouble tones are more you can see the like the similarities between vocal adrenaline's dancing style and the trouble tones. Yep. It's a little bit more regimented and like choreographed. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking good. Yes. <laughs> See, that's uh, yeah, and in general, it seems tighter, it seems just better. Like more rehearsed. Yeah. <laughs> even? Yes. Also, all of them are wearing these like black dresses they're all slightly different black dresses but they're all black dresses yeah and we can confirm that the women in the trouble tones that we don't know are cheerios because they're in cheerios outfits earlier earlier in this episode yep so yeah no but we still great. don't know any of their names we only know sugar uh mercedes santana and Brittany. yep well yeah as it goes um maggie that's that's where they put all of the other like like not all of them are 
non-white, but like a couple of them are. And it's like, it'd be cool yeah. to have some, you know, like powerful, not white Build ladies. The diversity of the cast by putting your extras as not white people. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's a good thing, but it's not enough. Know, why not just make yeah. those the main characters, eh? Yeah. Instead so, of fucking Finn and giving him three solos yeah. in one episode. So speaking of, to wrap this up. Get a couple shots of Finn leaning into Rachel's ear and like muttering something. And yes. Rachel being like, Haha, yeah. yeah. Which uh, d- the first one happens while this performance is happening. Yep. Rude. Yep. Finn. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then secondly, uh, he just shouldn't open his mouth ever. No. So at the very end, Santana sees it. She cuts off the stage in order to confront Finn saying, what did you just say to her? Then Finn is like, oh, I said you're really good. And then Rachel's like, yeah, and that's Rachel what he said. And Rachel is like, yeah, that's what he said. He was just complimenting you. And it's like, um, And then okay. Santana accuses him of lying, um, which seems perfectly rational to me. Like, Finn has essentially ruined her life um, because he's an asshole. So she accused him of lying and then she slaps him across the face. I sort of, yeah. So Finn is a little incredulous. Yes. Uh, like he's like, it's like, oh, he's I would... like, I'm not saying anything that isn't true, Santana. Yeah. And well, he, he, all, he doesn't know about the ad right oh, now. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I guess, so she, to expand on it a little more, she does say, like, everyone's going to know now because of you. And then Finn says, yeah, they all know. And guess what? They don't care because I'm white and I'm straight. So nobody cares about my sexuality. So nobody well, cares about yours either. Yes. Finn's just like, no, the, well, the whole school knew anyway, Santana, and, which is probably untrue. Right. Also. Obviously not because Reggie the Saw Salazar's niece didn't know before that fight. Yeah. So. And uh, Santana is like, well, not just the school, everyone. Right. Which, again, Finn is coming from a house where Bert is his father. Bert has been a fair, like, you know, it took him a little time, but he's been a fairly good father to Kurt as he has come out and been an openly gay student at the school. Um, and also Finn is straight, so he doesn't really understand the concept that, yeah, like, society well, will... Yeah, Finn doesn't understand fucking anything, and right. he doesn't care no. that uh, Santana... Like he's like I said, he's putting Santana's life in danger. Exactly, or could be. Yeah, he doesn't know. Right, right. Yeah, he doesn't know what Santana's ha- home life is like. Yeah, he doesn't know why she's like not out. Yeah, exactly. He should shut the fuck up. Yeah, which yeah, like I mean, it's just all of it comes to Finn is an ignorant piece of shit, and Santana yeah. has every right to be mad at him, and then she slaps him, and that's where it ends with everyone looking like shocked at the <gasps> fact that she slapped him um yeah everyone just sort of does a collective gasp and the episode ends yeah we're gonna have to get into it next episode i think but santana does get suspended for this which is yes. bullshit it's totally whack uh considering how many people get physically assaulted in <laughs> exactly. this school uh no one would be going no so well like i said we'll talk about that next episode but for now let's move to the Podcast business. Podcast business. It's like a snake. Thanks. Moving up and down. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars, stars are, are a metaphor for me being a star. Let's move to our favorite. No, just kidding. It's not our favorite segment because it's, it's, it's really star. hard. Yeah, it's gold stars. So I'm giving my gold star to Santana. Yeah. This episode 
because I find her performance to be pretty riveting whenever she's on the screen. That's fair. I So I, I also am going to give mine to Santana, but I do want to caveat that I was thinking about it earlier. And part of my problem, one of the, one of the issues I had when I was thinking about who else I should give it to is that Santana does have the scene at the end of the dodgeball where she like out of character, just like mercilessly bullies Rory. Um, yeah. Which again, I think that's out of character and I think it there's was poorly also, written. There's also a moment where she calls him a potato farmer. Yes. Which feels racist. Yeah. Um, um, xenophobic, maybe. No, uh, no, she says he has potato breath. <laughs> which is definitely some kind of ist. Um, it's not great. No, but like at the end of it, I'm saying that like, you know what? It was out of character and like, I don't think that Santana should have to suffer not having a gold star for the fact that the writers are shitty. Like, yeah, for the fact that the writers decided to have this dodgeball, it seems like this dodgeball plotline was added in so that Kurt could have something to talk about at his campaign speech. Pretty much. Um, the only other person I thought about giving it to was Puck. But the issue is, especially now that we've like really dived yeah. into the fact that he's a stalker yes. and like a gross person, yes. not really appropriate. I Real, like, like rapist douche chills yeah. every time Puck talks to shelby yeah honestly i i think the main reason i was thinking about it is because the scene where he is like where there's the crib and stuff like mm-hmm. i do like that he apologizes his interactions with beth are like really adorable like he calls her yeah. like some really cute names and like very sweet overall though he's such a he's a bad person like the things he's doing he's are a- very bad and so yeah, yeah, the things he's doing are very bad, and the show itself is framing their interactions in in a very bad badly. way. Yeah, yeah, they're framing their interactions in like like I said before, as if they're like risque and sexy, right. which is honestly just such an oversight Gross. on Glee's part. Gold stars are going Gold to Santana. Stars. Santana, best number. She can wear them oh, both. Sure, best number. Do you want one of the Finn numbers, the U and I mashup, or the the actual best number of the episode? I'm going to go for the actual best number, <laughs> which yeah. is the Adele mashup at the end. Yes. Obviously. We already had a little chat about it, so. Yeah, I'm also picking you know. that best song maybe of the show, honestly. Like, it's so good. Anyway. At least, it like, definitely the best one of the season so yes. far, maybe. Yep. And, like, yeah, we'll, we, as, as listeners know, we'll get into that at the end of the season for sure. Um... Let's move to our last piece of podcast business, mm-hmm. the rating. The rating. How do you rate this problematic episode? I'm going to give it probably a two, two, like two slushies, sure. I think. Yeah. Because uh, I do like the majority of the mashups, even though Finn sings a lot. Yep. I think the mashups are definitely more hit than miss sure. this time. Yeah. Even though uh, I don't like some of the storylines that are happening, I do like Shelby and having her in the show. Sure. Uh, yeah. And there isn't a lot of will. Yeah. Which That's is always nice. Good. And having Santana be a character who talks and does things is great. Yeah. So two yeah. slushies out of five. Yeah, I ended up landing at 1.5 slushies out of 5 for similar reasons. Um, mostly because I love gay shit, first of all. Um, yeah, same. So, great. Like, I'm... I'm As much as I dislike what happened in that, like, Finn outed Santana in a way... Like, like and he has no right to do so. I do think that it is an important plot line. I think it's something that people yes. need to see. Because this... 
my hope is that straight people watch this and go, oh, what Finn did was very bad. What he did was not okay. I yeah. really hope they get that message because they that definitely needs, that's a message that people need to get. Um, on on top of it, you know, we also had the Shelby storyline, which again, like, I don't like the Shelby storyline, but I do like Shelby. So like, I'm yes. glad she's in the show, but I'm very like I said, I if it were up to me, we would never have this plotline again because it's terrible. Um, yeah, it's but, really bad. <laughs> but yeah, so like in general, like I think this episode is a very good episode. But it also has some pieces like the dodgeball thing that don't make any sense and like make it not good. What is this here for? The number is good oh, that yes. they do during the dodgeball, and it's definitely visually interesting. Oh yeah. But the part <laughs> I think it's really the Rory bit that yes. sets it off is like, what the fuck is happening? Exactly. Where Kurt's just like, Leave him alone. Can't you see he's bleeding? <laughs> Modern day stoning. This is a tool of oppression. I think if we could just like excise that part and also the part like with Kurt's speech. If Kurt could just yeah. have made his speech about like, we need a salad bar. We like the obesity is a big problem at this school. We should have a salad bar as a healthier option for students. Like <laughs> And then yes. Rachel's like, that's a really good point. Like, you should vote for Kurt. Why did we need the dodgeball thing? Like, yep. oh, God. Unne- unnecessary. Also because the school doesn't know about the fucking dodgeball <laughs> game that happened with- between these two glee clubs. Exactly. That's Very of- insular. What are you doing? And, like, they obviously didn't know the rules of dodgeball. So it's not like they learned it in gym class. So, anyway. <laughs> this episode. Anyway. It gave us the best number of this season, yeah. at least, so far. And also, like I was saying, I like the plot line for the fact that it exists. Not necessarily it the also, contents, but, yeah. It toes that, lo- that line that Glee does most of the time with extremely surreal. Yes. Uh, like, very high school tropey elements with very real, hev- heavily hitting emotional elements. Yeah. Which I think leave the episode feeling unbalanced and unsettling. Exactly. That's the that's thing is, coming to the rating, I was like, I don't know where to give... Th- like, like originally, I was like, I don't know what to give this. There are parts I really liked and there are parts that are garbage. Yeah. I think this is just a very good example of the times when Glee needed to decide whether it was going to be a soap opera bullshit like ha 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 like this is kind of like high school right except not really wink show or like but i think if i was gonna if somebody needed an episode of glee to know what glee is this this is is the one one to show them that's a good point it's got the mashups it's got the gay shit yeah it's got the overwhelming like heavy-handed social commentary (laughs) yep it's perfect that's true It's got Rachel being a psychopathic asshole. Guess what, everyone? We found the perfect episode of Glee. Um, (laughs) Not perfect. (laughs) No, quintessential. The the defining. That's this episode. Next week, we're going to talk about episode seven, which is I Kissed a Girl. I'm not ready. Yep. But, I mean... This this one's pretty heavy, but it's got more gay shit. So, so. yeah. Um, but until then, you can contact us. Um, you can reach us on Twitter if you go to at SNM Hate Glee. Uh, if you tweeted us, we love hearing from you. Um, and also, you know, we love to hear your your own um, best numbers, gold stars, ratings. We love to hear all that. And also, like, you know, just random other stuff. We like it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, send us Glee gifts. Send us your favorite Glee gift. That'll be fun. Yeah. You can also email us directly if you have any thing you'd like to add or share or say that's at snmhakely at gmail.com we do ask if you enjoy what we do to consider becoming a patron 
yes. of us at patreon.com slash Glee. We push most of our donations from that to the Trevor Project specifically right now. You can also catch some bonus content over there. Yep. Notes, uh, pictures of our detailed notes, and... Uh, bonus, uh, bonus episodes of Sam and Maggie like stuff. If you want to check us out individually, Sam has another podcast called All Out Brawl that he does with his boyfriend Chris about Magic the Gathering. Maggie has a website. It's mcar.biz. And you can also go find her Instagram at mcar.jpeg, which is J-P-E-G. So until next time, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs> Ha ha ha!